for this. We're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely on. So, welcome to yet another Captain Lou podcast. I'm your host, Captain Lou, and today this this episode files under experimental. I've got with me my dear friend Jeff. Hello, I'm Jeff. This is Jeff Jeff Vanover, and um, so um, I don't know. Probably hashtag the best of us, hashtag um, classic skateboarder material, hashtag old school, um, hashtag all heart, pun, in, pun intended. Do you like it? Yeah. Ah, we're shooting for feels good. That's good. Also, big change on this episode. Like we say, change is always in the air here at Captain Lou Corporate. Um, I have placed my lav mic on this dread which i think i will name mikey instead of packaging the lav mic into my chin beard as i usually do because i was provoked at the crackly low quality of our podcast i tried to listen a little bit and i thought oh poor listeners so that's my inner monologue. My external monologue is, uh, suck it up. You're fine. If you listen this far, that's really a you thing. <laughs> so, um, Jeff, why have I brought you here today to be a, be a co-host? Maybe different perspective? Definitely. I would, I would think so. Where is the camera? I'm just going to... Right over there. there. Okay. It's there. All right. I good. was going to mark it. All right. That's On an iPad, know. the camera, you're like, which are you guys? And then you do one of these. That's... Hi, guys. Okay. That's where it is. Yeah. And we won't... So uh, bigger changes are coming. This latest crackliness, which was possibly due to a peripheral Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Well, we're there because of the generous gifts of our listeners. We are now able to shift over to, drum roll, please. We're going to shift to a GoPro with corded labs. And if I can get the best deal possible, I'm also going to get two tabletop mics. One for that seat, one for this seat, so that we are mic'd in. The GoPro will be in this flexi mount that we have around here. I love the cheap flexi mounts mm -hmm. you get. They're great. So we'll flexi mount the GoPro, have have that going on. These new GoPros, have you seen them? No. They have a front facing screen. Oh. They do. They they're they're set up for for little tiny studio deals like this as well as out there. They have a back screen too. And it's touch screen. The kids see one. The kids know you will because we, because now you're one of our erstwhile co-hosts. Move your chair in a little okay, bit. Yeah, yeah. Make your make yourself comfy. There we are. Oh my goodness! Right. Look at us. Right. There we are. Um, so um, I I brought you in here, Jeff, and you know we've talked about it. I actually brought Jeff up here what last week or mm -hmm. earlier this Co week? A couple days ago. A few days yeah. ago. Yeah. Brought him up, and we just sat here in the upper sanctum and had just a darn good conversation about why I value. Um, different perspectives and eras and things like that. So I think in order for me to get our listening audience in tune with why you're here, they've got to know a few things about who you are and what your relationship is with 
skateboarding. So let's let's start with that. All right. I'll, you don't have to start at the beginning when, when I was a young warthog. All right. <laughs> but well, it does kind of start like that a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so I'm in my mid forties. Uh, yeah, you're in mid forties. Yeah, yeah, forty five. Forty five. Right in the middle. Solid. Yeah. And seventh son of a seventh son. I think that's right. Um, and I saw Back to the Future in 1985. Oh my gosh, that's I, the year I started skateboarding. Huh. 80s were were well. I think that was was that considered the was that before the bubble. I don't know if there ever was a bubble. What bubble? A a, a birth rate bubble. Skating, just like where skating was, like on in mainstream culture on television, movies. If you wanted to uh, shortcut to somebody being really cool on TV, they would skateboard or wear sunglasses okay. or uh, play a saxophone wearing sunglasses. Oh my gosh, that's both. Well, that's Bill Clinton and Bruce Willis, except his was a harmonica. Who's cooler? Bruce Willis. The Return of Bruno. He yeah, his whole uh, blues career. He was on that moonlighting, moonlight. I love moonlighting. Uh, I yeah. yeah, that was a thing. Well, I I uh, so you 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 are one of the that horde of children. How old were you? Seven. You were seven. So I was. Seven. I was, I was tw twelve. I was twelve, and you were one of those hordes of children who saw Marty McFly riding a skateboard and i think he was stunt doubled by tony hawk was he really uh i think i think they did that yeah uh might have been There's only like two feet difference between michael j fox and well tony hawk. when i think of I, it probably wasn't uh it probably wasn't tony hawk it would have had to been mcgill because yeah. he looks like marty mcfly so as far as the bones brigade and who looks the most like marty mcfly I think those guy. guys did do most of the big Hollywood movies. Yeah, like yeah, Police because Academy in the seventies, Stacy Peralta was uh, was in an an episode of either Starsky and Hutch or Kojak or something where he's on the side of the it's six million dollar woman. He's on the sidewalk and they're like, "What are you doing? It's a skateboard." You know, uh, did you ever see that footage? No, it was one of those seminal pieces of of cultural intel. Oh, Bob Schmelzer and Per Wellander. Oh, I love it. Bob's here. Bob Lofton is one of the very best of us, and he's on here. And I saw Goats is on here, too. Goats and Bob, We this is a good crowd already. You're going to like these guys. Cool. I hope you get to meet them all. Me, too. Um, so Bob's out in Texas, and I think Goats is in Indiana. Let us know. Um, and Bob, if you're not in Texas, let us know what you are. He says, stop it. <laughs> so you started at seven. Started with at seven. Getting skateboards and playing with skateboards. Mm -hmm. And you came up and then you, like so many folks, you left off from skateboarding around what age? Driving eight. Maybe a little, probably a couple of years after driving. So 17. I was probably like 18. 17, 18. You got into like big boy that. stuff. Yeah. Um, and. What were the what were the things that you did in place of skateboarding when you got older? You kind of uh, outgrew it. Guitars. Uh, for me, I actually I came home from Back to the Future, and I started playing guitars, skateboarding, and experimenting with four letter words. Yes. Um, all because of that movie. 
So uh, I don't know. Turned me on to a lot of stuff at that time. Uh, so probably when I was 18. Was profoundly corruptive as far as my opinion goes. Yeah. If it was four-letter words and skateboards and guitars, that's, that's a deep corruption. Congrats. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I probably stopped in my late teens, but I never stopped uh, watching people skate. Um, I was never a, like by definition, a, a great skater. I yes. skated for fun. Right. Uh, not for impressing people. Right, right. Fix me. I'm sound checking you. All right. I'm just making sure you're good. Listening audience, that's the sound of Lou obsessively placing a lav mic so that it'll be successful it's of no it's to no avail well good hopefully this hey, is better even life skateboards is on here hey hey sam we're gonna get to a full endorsement of our sponsors when we get there i can't wait ad copy i'd like to thank athletic greens for choosing the nine club as a as a uh, a representation and sponsoring the nine club because I've never seen a piece of ad reading done as well as the Nine Club does Athletic Greens. Have they have fun. It? Yeah, they have fun. They do such a good job. I'm, do you think I'm spoofing or that I'm like mm. mocking them for selling mm. out? I'm not. I, I think if you're going to take on sponsorship, do them good. And they did so well by Athletic Greens. I, I was just like, these guys are gifted. But back to the matter at hand. Um, so it was guitars. Guitars took over for skateboarding as far as uh, my free time was concerned. And Jeff is a very good guitar player. He doesn't think that's, so. That's kind. Um, I've been called a good guitar player by people, and they are wrong. If I've been called a good guitar player, Jeff is a great guitar player. Neither of us are good guitar players. Thank you. Thank you. I feel we better are, now. Now are. I can go on and accept that. Uh, Luke was talking in the last episode about some kid thought I was a good skateboarder. And, um, and I'm not a good skateboarder. Those are, those are very few and far between. There are some people who are so good at skateboarding that if you were to level the, the, the athletic achievement, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't even be anywhere on there. But I think that people mean something else when they say you're good at something. Yeah, I do. And I, I'd like to, to dig into those kind of things, but so you didn't skate from like 18 ish until until about a year year and a half ago maybe right now friends this is where i feel like the story really starts to hit crisp like that mcdonald's sprite it it really does so you um you you started up like a year ago again mm -hmm. tell us all about it so i had an unexpected heart event uh it turns out i have a genetic predisposition uh called marfan syndrome uh which i have markers of marfan syndrome if you get on a piece if, if 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 you look at a piece of paper and a list of things that marfan syndrome have to do with they talk about tall thin people um with really long arms and legs i'm none of those uh, but, uh, some things that can happen with Marfan syndrome is, uh, it's a connective tissue disorder. And it turns out that's what happened to me. And my aorta, uh, just one day decided to tear all the way around my, just all the way around. Wait, uh -huh. the aorta is a major artery. Mm -hmm. The it's biggest. Located near the heart. 
Oh boy. <laughs> yes, it is. I know that much. And it, it's, a, it's an artery, so it goes, that's pumping blood. They, arteries pump. They have muscles in them. Mm -hmm. And it's pumping with your heart. It's pumping blood to basically everywhere. Everywhere, yes. So that doesn't sound... And when you say it tore all the way around, um, I what, did, did blood come out of it? All, yes. Uh, apparently blood was going uh, out to my body in different places where it was not supposed to be going. There's something called lumens. Uh, which is where uh, those those are places where your blood is supposed to go, uh -huh. and I had a tear which uh, created a false lumen, which more blood was being directed to a false lumen than a true lumen. Are you tell me that blood was just bagging up, I'm, in like I'm places I'm that it sure wasn't supposed to be. All my doctors uh, that love watching skateboard podcasts uh, <laughs> uh, are losing their minds right now, going, "No, that's not." But to my understanding, that is kind of what was going on, but. <laughs> I now just really quick yeah, aortic yeah. tears. Yeah, yours sounds like it was a big one. It, very much so. I could hear it. I could hear it. It was a snap. It was a it was a tearing snap. It was louder than anything that was going than I could hear. Do you think people outside of you could have heard it? Um, I don't know, bro. Do it again. I want to hear. <laughs> Did you hear it? I don't think it worked because you're still pink. <laughs> you're still pink. Yeah. Um. So, so your blood is coming out into all of these areas of your body. Is it going into your, like, you know how you've got like the peritoneum around all of your visceral organs mm -hmm. and then up top above your diaphragm, there's another bag. I don't know what that's called, but it holds your lungs and your heart. And I think your, no, your stomach's in your peritoneum. It's down below your diaphragm. So was there blood there too? There was because uh, after my initial, so I was in the hospital. Your aorta tour. I was in the hospital for a month, a whole month. Um, I was. The, the comments are gold. Oh boy! In medical terms, yes, bagging up. I was that, bagging up. Bob, Lofton, Bob. Bob Lofton also gave us the offering. Um, suffering in Texas. Uh, yes, he is in Texas, and he is I suffering. You're suffering. Yeah, we are suffering. It's hot. Hot in Texas. I have a son there, and he is cooking. So uh, I spent a month in the hospital. Um, I spent the first week and a half trying to remember really basic things uh, because I was on a number of, of hardcore medications. Keeping, Incredible. yeah. So I mean, I had to relearn um, how to walk and some other things at first. Did your brain lose oxygen? Um. I believe so. And again, I could be wrong, but I, I certainly, uh, they think that a lot of the cognitive issues that I had was just due to being uh, just under for, for six days. Un unbelievable. Yeah, because it's actually quite a big deal to be anesthetized deeply for long periods. It is. It's, it's a kind of a big deal. Yeah, they intubated me, fixed me within, I think, a day of mm -hmm. me being in the hospital, and then it took another five days to extubate me, because every time when they thought it was ready for me to be awakened, uh, I, I would just, I guess I would, like, turn into the Incredible Hulk a lot of times. Like, oh, they'd have to find the right... Nuts on the, yeah, they'd have to find the right mix of meds. Dude, um, it's crazy. I'm sorry about moving the camera a lot. It's, it's my uh, trademark. I've and never noticed it. As we can, we've seen from previous videos from a long time ago, like 10 years ago. 
then I used to prop my phone up on things, and it was never. I needed a. You look better now. Extubating. Extubating. The opposite of intubating. It, and it obviously, apparently, it can be hairy. It can be tough to do. Yes. So it took them five days to get you extubated. And then you were in the hospital for how long after that? Like um, three more weeks? Three more weeks. About three. Uh, yeah, I think a permanent neuropathy in my left foot. So. Okay, so we, we had the recording paused on us for a minute because okay. a phone call came in. Yeah. It's a, again, this is all just branding. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. we're branding on it. I'm not it. worried about it. So long story Before. short, you were stuck in there five days to get you off of after a one day of surgery. And for three more weeks, you were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. When you finally got out, you had to go back to get fluid removed that was building up. Yes, two times, yeah. T- two times. Mm-hmm. Um, removing fluid from around the heart and lungs is a very chestal area. So I imagine pointy things were used. Big, long, pointy things. Uh, they I, do, did they, they do any Novocaine or anything? Uh, one of them... I got uh, what is the gen- I got a general anesthetic. Oh, that's heavy. Uh, or wait, no, I'm That'll sorry. That'll put you in a twilight. What's what's the uh, then what was the other local. one? Local. Uh, local. I got a local yeah. for the one where like I a... just had fluid around. I think my I think it was my lungs is the one where I was completely awake. They just had me lean over, and, hold a pillow, yeah, and they just drained it and and talk to me intercostal area between the ribs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to real time do a a scan like a uh, was a sonogram a, to make sure that they yeah. didn't puncture my lung. Uh, I mean, of course, right? Just <laughs> rooting around in there. Oh, so we've got grossest episode ever. Um, remember, friends, this uh, I love the comments on this one. We've got a great crowd. Thanks for being here, all of our Facebook friends. A little bit of a format change. I'm introducing you to one of our uh, one of our new co-hostials um there will be more expansion in co-hostials in in the future because we're going to start to be more mobile and doing episodes with more folks and um i'm not running out all over the place to get um stories that are already out there from old pros god bless every one of them and appreciative of the example that they've given us of ripping um but i I just thought, I think that Jeff is the bee's knees for this because so far his story entails being a little kid, seeing Back to the Future, admiring the daring do of Per Wellander subbing in as Marty McFly stunt crew, and then being a kid, growing into a young man, skateboarding passes as a fancy, and so... And also, you you were of like you were skating among other kids who skated. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I was. I was. I was always uh, the one that had lots of enthusiasm. No talent. No. This is key. Listen up. Listen I up, friends. I I did not push myself the way my other friends did. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't all that bothered by it. Yeah. Uh, you know the 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 terms poser and all that didn't really mean anything to me. I just kind of shrugged my shrugged my arms. Did people? Like, a trick guy did people call you that uh not not too uh, just real mean guys but you know okay they, they have their own problems well i mean yeah if you're running with a if you're running with a um you've already got a hats off from bob lofton and by the way that counts as five hats off on the current market the spot price on hats off bob bob is gold standard so there we thank are you, mr lofton thank you mr lofton um if i may 
he's a gem. Um, you should check out Bob's trick tips on uh, on the uh, old school internet. Oh, cool. Bob had Bob's tri trick tips when websites were a new thing. And uh, Bob's, Bob is, is right along this vein. But um, so you, you were a little kid, but you were also a no talent soldier. Yeah. 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 You, you were the squid. I just push. I, yeah, I just push around. Yeah. Did you ever do those little slides where you come out backward or forward? Yeah. 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 No, did I you, could do those. Did I you, did curbs. Did you ollie? Uh, really poorly. Okay. Okay. So you so were poorly. you were an ungifted kid. Yeah. Ollies were super hard for you. Uh -huh. By the way, that was quite early. Ollies were still new in the 80s. They really weren't like everywhere. And then everything blew up. I mean, ollies were around well before. They, they came around like 82, like three years before I was a skateboarding kid. New York started seeing ollies. I wasn't there. I didn't start seeing them. I don't know. What could have been 79? I don't care. Um, all I'm saying is it's a significant thing that your love of skating went from seven years old to around about 18 years old. For 11 years, you dug skateboarding yeah. and you never achieved status no. and power and pecking order through it and yet you were you were there and then you went off and did grown-uppy things sort of yeah. right you, you went out to do the things you were going to do mm -hmm. and then you did the things that we all do with our lives you made messes you cleaned up messes you were living and then you had uh, what it what was it an aortic ascending aortic aneurysm dissection repair a ascending aortic aneurysm dissection repair yeah. a repair of of a, the dissection of an aortic aneurysm is aneurysm is when it has a bubble on it like a bad tire or just I a think weakness it can start that way and then it can just it can be a tear okay so this is super bad and a month or so afterward, you're still getting fluid drained out your Months back. after I got home. Like, I thought I was getting better, and then yeah. I would have to take a, a, a five-minute walk outside of my house to get some exercise. Yes. And I would be so incredibly winded. Like, Just things started out. to get a little better, and then they started getting worse. And that's when I went back and they figured out, oh, you've got fluid just, like, piling up in, in around your heart and your lungs. When they took out the fluid uh -huh. and you were awake... Did they have a clear tube that went into a clear bag that you went could into see? A, uh, when they carted it off, it was in a clear bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It kind what of color like, was it? It was kind of like a cherry cola. Ooh, that's thing. dark. It was dark. It's but full it was, of blood. Yeah, but like fresh is like it had real cherry syrup in it. Like it, you know. Oh, so it was it was very it was red. It was red, but it also had some foam on the top. Maybe that's why I'm thinking cherry coke. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to get a cherry coke later. But, yeah. <laughs> See, he's oh, he's okay. I am okay. He's okay. <laughs> All right. You really are. Um, so, so there you go. You're in this. You're in this recovery period, which is protracted. Yeah. And you're experiencing setbacks. And where does skateboarding intersect with this? Um, I spend some time uh healing and i was talking to my um my cardiologist mm -hmm. and um i was we were talking about you know me wanting to get 
I've never been and skateboarding was I've never been a sports guy. Yes. Never. Oh, you need your mic. So, uh, oh, he took off his sweatshirt. Oh, and it had his mic on it. This is all of my mic management um, completely out the window. This is this is one of the things I love about this season of doing the Cat Blue podcast. And make sure your light is green while you're at it. Yeah, it's you just never know. Um, all of these little this is the little stuff. The production quality and things like that. Like I, I noticed it because I was looking at the the lines on the thing. I'm loving learning how to do this because do you have a story like yours? By the way, I'm sure mine picked it up enough for the listeners. Are we good, Bob? <laughs> well, Bob won't know because Bob's mic is somewhere in this device. And soon though, soon I'm gonna have that GoPro because of the Jeff, athletic greens might help you with those symptoms. They might have. You know, this whole thing could have been avoided if athletic greens... I need to get an athletic greens box and put it back there. Um, Bob says it sounds okay. And okay. that's true. All right. Because the iPad... All of our YouTube is on iPad sound. That's right. But, you know, this new, this new thing... Um, I'm sad because we have enough to buy... We have enough to buy the GoPro, and we can cast from the GoPro, mm -hmm. which is cool. But we don't have enough for a laptop to do to download the GoPro footage mm. and then take that to YouTube. Yeah, we don't have enough for that yet. Um, and I'm more than I'm super content, grateful to be here with everybody. Um, but we digress. Yeah, as I usual. digress so much. Well, digression is progression, my friend. Far out. So, so, um, so, you went twice to get fluid removed, and then did it stop building up? Yeah, it stopped building. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Where so, was it coming from? Uh, my heart, I guess. I think it was just blood that was pumping out of my heart, and again, my body created false lumens. They, I have part of my heart that they still need to fix. My aorta. They fixed my ascending aorta. They yes. fixed all the stuff that go that pumps blood this way, like yes. to my brain and, okay. and to my arms and things. So the brain is online. But they <laughs> they fixed that part of the tear, but there is a tear that goes down this way that is still I go I go to the Cleveland Clinic every year and they scan me and they make sure that it's not that my tear is not moving. I am safe, but I have a list of things I'm not allowed to do. I'm not supposed to lift over. 45 pounds so i mean there, there's a bunch of stuff i'm not supposed to do so it scared me to death when i found out all this life hack yeah fiber i, I don't want to get too personal <laughs> but uh my doctors are on it like yeah. they, they are they, they know all that stuff they, yeah i have they there's no straining at all that my doctors want me to do in any yeah. part of my life yeah yes yeah. i'll tell you what the whole thing is and so you so you're I'm talking to my cardiologist. You're super diminished after this is all over. I'm worse off than I was before, which yeah. is not, not not great to begin with, right? But definitely worse. And I had seen my cardiologist regularly, and I'm talking to him. He's a young guy. I love him, and uh, saying, you know, I need to find something to get out. Like I just, I'm so unmotivated. I'm tired. All right. Well. What our listening audience doesn't know is that we are now rejoining them after another phone call came in. And when phone calls come in, that's another thing that's going to be nice about the GoPro. Mm. 
is that we can take phone calls on the air without interrupting the, the cast. Because uh, both the video and audio product will be the same device. Wow. Drunk with technological power. I'm basically Steve Jobs right now. Anyway, so you were greatly diminished after all this yeah. happened. And you said your health had never been super great before. No. You were the you were the chubby kid with low talent. Yeah. And then yeah. you went off and did musicy things. I just became the fat the fat adult with with uh, no skateboard talent, but the solid I guitar chops. Loved what? Thank you. But I always loved what I always loved watching people skate. Never went away. I I would I'd be the guy weird guy that pull over and watch people skate just because you know I'd see I'd see a spot. I'm like that would be a good spot to skate. Yeah. So that never totally went away. Um. Uh, after all this, all the stuff with my heart happened, um, one of the worst things out of, out of all this is I've got a lot of permanent neuropathy in my left foot. My foot is a bag of nerves. Is it your front or left, right, front or so back? I'm goofy. So goofy, that's my that's back. back foot. Yeah. Which is maybe better ish. I, I can't decide. I've tried to think about this cause I, I almost feel like I have to relearn again, but I can't relearn how to skate regular mm -hmm. or, or it, it still feels right to skate goofy for me. But pushing is really weird because my foot is a bundle of nerves. And when you say it's a bundle of nerves, do you mean like prickly pins and needly nerves? It's a mixture of, yeah, like if you were to sit on your foot for like 40 minutes watching something and then you were to get up uh, or if you spent too much time, uh, never mind, I'll just say watching a movie. It sounds uh, unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at best, it's just like prickly nerves. Uh, uh, at worst, it's throbbing like sharp pain. But a lot of times it's just, it's, it's just, a, my foot feels kind of asleep and it hurts. I can't fix that on my dinner table. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't at your place. The only uh, options I can envision for trying to fix it, uh, you, it would still feel that way, but not be there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's when we realized that Lou might not be as safe a person as we thought. <laughs> I trust so, so, so you, where did it, where did it crystallize? skateboarding again yeah um i have always missed skating i have always said to myself when i've thought about skating well that would be hilarious if i started skating because i would immediately you know i'd, I'd, I'd break my wrist i wouldn't be able to play guitar i would have to explain to everybody when i hurt myself you know how i did it and all that and then as i just realized i'm not doing anything anymore and skating was the most fun i ever had like it was the only thing in my life that ever like hey go out and do that like that's fun mm. that's fun and so i started talking to my cardiologist about it and yeah. he very carefully he's like hmm. you, you know so you say you weren't very good i'm like i was and i didn't fall but i also like chicken i don't like try to do anything he's like great chicken i don't try to do anything yeah, this yeah. is my guy i know you know <laughs> i don't mean that in so much of a deprecating way like i mean i, I it's self-deprecating like i know no i get it like I'm not like cool. I'm I'm well known for like take it down a notch. Yeah, that's like my heart. My heart for so many older skaters is, hey buddy, take it down a notch. Yeah. You're all right, man. You were all right before you started riding today. And if you don't feel like you were all right, you know, you know, crack a Bible. I'm just saying, like, get dig in, get down there. Come on, you know, but. But the fact is, like, you were loved and you were valued yeah. and you are important before you 
accomplish or attempt feats of daring do. And so you you have a relationship with skateboarding, by my observation, mm -hmm. that has two trajectories. Yeah. One of them is is riding the things, and it's fraught with difficulties for you. You've got this prickly, numb foot, plus uh, a history. You're coming into the riding of skateboarding, of skateboards from a uh, a disability. I mean, basically, you, your physical capabilities took a major hit, and then you said, I need to ride skateboards. Mm -hmm. Okay. But on the other side, and I'm just going to file this under the topic, gear. Yeah. Your, your, the degree of skate nerd that I see in you inspires me. It inspires me to appreciate more, wow. more actively... Wow. The, oh, you're not crying. It's just hot in here. Yeah, it's no, I'm super hot in here. Didn't want to do that on camera the whole time. Really? Oh, I love you, bro. <laughs> um, I'm seeing it, and it it's inspiring me to enjoy the nerdy stuff. Yeah. I went to Craft Skate Shop today mm -hmm. because you enjoyed Craft Skate Shop. Yeah. And I bought myself. I ordered a set of wheels. I ordered some of those Powell Dragon. 93a uh that still slide he even let me take his board he's riding those so i ordered some 58s and then he shows me that bones same factory skate one same i think we all know how much i love george powell i really do yeah how much i appreciate george powell um do you see the downhills that he had you know what? Is that my cutting you off? I'm sorry. No, that wasn't. Not. Okay. No, no. I have not. Okay. And, and I am very interested in that. Although I will never need George Powell to be a skateboarder. I will never need George Powell to achieve legitimacy through riding skateboards. Mm -hmm. And I almost would prefer it if he was just an engineer who serves value to skateboardings. And the skateboardings, I like it. I'm just going to keep using that. That's just straight up it. You know, like, um, but uh, so the, 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 the practice of skateboarding is fraught with difficulty for you. And you and I went skating one time mm -hmm. and I loved it. And we were just talking about pushing. Yeah. We were just talking about pushing and steering and uh, whether to Mongo or to goofy push or to skate regular. And it was, uh, it was really, it was good for me. And then we got down in the bowl, and it was a little bowl, and we got down in there and just started talking about cutting low on the transition and riding around and carving a low carve in the bottom of the transition mm -hmm. and how that's what it's built out of. And I'm looking forward to just doing more of that, you know, and... Um, I feel secure that you're not going to go get broke off like that you know where you're at you know but if i were to plan a skate trip right now in a van um i would take van over with us it's in your name yeah i didn't take the van over to I mean, wherever it was right there so um talking about the decision you're talking to your uh my cardiologist cardiologist and he signs off yeah, I like him. My oh, my I cardiologist like is 
super cool. He's probably he's probably younger than me, uh, which is also yeah. That's a weird point in your life when your doctors start getting younger than you. Yes. And I'm actually kind of thrilled about it. Like, I'm glad that, like, it's probably a guy that's, like, I don't know. He knows about the newest stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. He'll be new school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my cardiologist gave me the okay. He's like, yeah, definitely uh, pair it up. He said, just, you know, just use common sense and wear. Not your descending aorta. No, no. Right. No. He right. said, you're ascending aorta, though. That's that's good. Tear it up. I bet your ascending aorta is better than new now. Did they use stitches? Uh, they used stitches, and they also used a fabric uh, that, uh, Daycron. Daycron. You know, are you familiar I, with Daycron? I am the owner of three hernia repairs. Oh. Yes. I had congenital hernia weaknesses for my whole life and then when i was in like when i was like 40 i can't remember 2014 40 30 30 anyway so i was born in 73 that makes me 40. um i took a slam and the boys hurt yeah and then um i landed a big ollie and the boys hurt the next day and then i landed a little ollie and the boys hurt and then about four days in, the boys just hurt. I had no lumps, no protrusions. Um, the boys just hurt. And if I held still, they didn't. Then you can't live like that. No. So I so I went and got two at the same time, four inch wide, just that far, like an inch apart or less. And they went in there in old school stitched us he called it a sport repair so it was for he's like karate skateboarding this needs to be and he stitched it into the fascia of my pelvis i don't know if it's the same type or but i got mesh you got mesh mm -hmm. there i'm sure there's grounds for some form of brotherhood here that we could get a whole lot of money out of some way we need to start a cult and then after that which is pretty normal my belly button popped um not bad no big deal. They went in and they meshed my belly button too. So the belly button one was easy. And that was actually really tricky because I was going through some things and I was having, I was having uh, some life, lifetime problems. And when I did, they did my belly, they gave me this very low dose opiate, mm -hmm. opioids. Mm -hmm. And I saw immediately that as soon as I took one, I didn't feel all that weight. And that was when I realized like, oh, like that's how it happens. You're grinding a heavy, like a uh, high cortisol, like condition. You're strained, you're stressed, you don't have peace. And then these little pills come and you just swallow one and you're fine and you can function now. That really, really freaked me out because, and it made me have a, like a, you could say like a degree of real compassion around that, um, heart goes out. But, um, in terms of, of your journey, so you started to nerd out solidly. I had a lot of time. Uh, oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. I yeah. just, I had so much time recouping and, um, a lot of my, 
nerdy OCD, whatever it is, yep. uh, tendencies that I have towards guitar. I yeah, that makes you a good musician. Modeling some of that back into skateboarding again. I think uh, I think psychologically the term is hyperfocusnessnicity. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, there's no there's no doubt that's that's what it is for me. I'm guilty. Um, so. Um, and again, it's like what you said also, um, once you get, uh, you have a major surgery like that, um, sometimes there is, I, I was told a lot of, a lot of doctors were saying, Hey, keep an eye, you know, keep an eye on your, on your, on your brain. <laughs> you know, they would say, you know, there is a lot of, uh, depression that is associated with a lot of major, um, um uh, anesthesia. Yes. Anesthesia can cause a big, like, huge amount of, uh, I want to keep using the term postpartum, but it's post-operative. Absolutely. Post-operative depression is a big deal. Did you have that? And I did. Okay. I absolutely did. And I didn't, I think at first, I didn't realize what was going on because... Yeah, they tell you to watch out for it, but the thing about it is when you get depression, you can't watch out for nothing anymore. No. Yeah. No, but luckily I've got, you know, uh, the best family, the best partner, uh, praise God. I just like, I, there are, there's so many things that could have gone differently. I'm not going to get caught up in all that. Dude, it's good though. Uh, the gratitude wash off of that, that I'm catching it as, is, a, as a guy over here. It's I'm easy also, to do it right this second. There are yeah. plenty of days I'm, I'm, I still am not happy, but there are, there are plenty of days where I'm like, that's right. Every doctor that came. Like to this day, that that looks at my chart is like, "Woo, you're sure lucky to be alive, buddy." Yeah, how many people even live through a a an ascending aortic aneurysm dissection yeah. repair? Um, the Just number... the dissection itself that means for something that's one to yeah. become two. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, uh, nobody survives that. It's, that's a, it's that's around. A... I think the mortality rate it's something around ninety ish, like nine out of ten people. Because what we're talking about, and just one more time, like, yeah. is the, the the hose out of your heart just broke. In a real layman's term, as far as I'm aware, I think it, that's, yes. The, it probably had some connective material that was still there, but it was like, it blew out. You were, you, we, we, what you were saying was right. It, it Usually an aneurysm starts sometimes as, as like, almost like a tire that gets like a knot. It operates a lot like a tire, because when a tire has an aneurysm, it has that weakness in it yeah um it, and then it has a blowout and that's what happened and more blood was going to the tears yeah instead of where it was supposed to be going you know i uh, i just think that the condition itself we are we are simultaneously much more fragile and much more durable than we think we can Both go through so true. we can go yeah. through things that are devastating and make it through in that kind of Jocko Willink, you know, um, who's the other guy? Goggins. You know, we can we think we're tapped out and we have we've only gone sixty percent, twenty percent, you know. But at the same time, we're made of fragile stuff. And I can't help but wonder sometimes whether it is actually the great, the like sovereign will of the creator yeah. that keeps us together until the time we go. I, you know, you all know that I've settled into that quite comfortably, but so 
I, I wanted to introduce you in this this erstwhile, you know, episode here. I don't know how long. We've gone 43 minutes, so it's not a mini. I was willing to give 20 up to this, you know, just to introduce Jeff. But I want to, um, as we expand format and have the capacity, what, what you'll see, dear watchers and listeners, um, for those of you who are on Facebook or YouTube, um, you're going to get to see us using the iPad, which comes through marvelously on video. It doesn't blink. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to watch clips and talk oh, about Oh, real time? Them. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Jeff, Jeff and Luke both are outstanding clip watchers. And we're going to nerd out because Jeff sent me, I wanted to give this love out to the world today. Um, Jeff sent me a Roger Bagley. Last episode, we mentioned, uh, we were looking at Wikipedia or something. Luke had pulled up Roger Bagley because we were kind of, who's in the nine club? What is a nine club? What are we dealing with? They were they had done that. Uh, what makes a skateboarder a skateboarder? Cliff, yeah. which is a valuable. It, it's valuable not for skateboarding, um, but it's valuable for us as humans to ask questions like that and talk about inclusion and set models and things like that. Um, yes, we do we do a little sociology here on the podcast with Old Captain Lou, but. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to having Jeff on many times and um, to have Jeff and Luke on. Um, I think that we get, we'll be able to pull. I don't know how to do three people in the room, um, but we're, we're doing Scoot it. it back or... We're doing it. Well, I think what we'll wind up buying is one of those. Um, I don't know if they're called. A, it's a it's like one of them recording machines with multiple channels. On it, they got the two little mics that are yeah, like a like, Zoom H4n. I love it. Yeah, see, guys know this stuff. <laughs> That's great. So I want to get one of those yeah. and run our lavies to that for yeah. the audio product, and then let the video product. Um, maybe it can run the video product sound as well. I don't know how to do that, but I think it's real doable, and I think that GoPros cooperate with tech like that if there's a laptop. And so that's the journey we're on. We, we don't have the wherewithal right now to do a fundraising campaign. That's where we are. And what we're going to do is we're going to take this up again soon. Um, we've, we've come through and we'll recap. We've come through Jeff, Jeff, the, the, the squid. If, did you ever watch any episodes of Rocket Power? It was a kid's cartoon. Okay. Um, Bob Lofton affirms that the H4N is nice. Bob has been giving me tech recommendations, and I kind of swim up to the top and get some air, and then I go back down and read some more because the tech thing is not that I'm not able to be good at this, but I have to learn it slowly. Um, Rocket Power had a character that they called the Squid. And okay. He was the chubby kid who right. Ollie very much. They were all rippers. You know, they were. They were like, there was. Tell me there was a, a whole kid's cartoon? Show. There it is. About the top one. Yeah, that's them. Oh, that's this the is a, Nickel a Nickelodeon one. Yeah. Okay. That's the so squid. You were, he even so has, you were in your 20s when this came out. He even, I had little kids. Okay. The squid, okay. the squid even has his little farmer's tan. The video product can yeah, see this. Yeah. yeah. Hit me. He even has, that's us. I mean, well, I, I was a little bit more rippery coming up, you know, and I didn't take off really. Were you more like Otto? Is Otto the boy? I don't know. I just the, see Otto, Reggie, Twister, and Sam. I, I feel like I was. Probably uh, the kid who's not the Otto best. had to be the cool one. I'm not the best one. I'm not the kid with the dark glasses. I'm this a, is Otto. Yeah. Okay. Otto. That's Otto. 
No, I wasn't Otto Rocket. I was um, I was this kid right here. Um, I was th that kid right there, whichever one he is. Yeah, they, they that was um, that was a show. So the squid. When I say that, I'm referring to that character from Rocket Power because so many kids were the squid. Yeah, and I feel my like more are than not. Absolutely. And a lot of the kids who who occupied the seat of the untalented in in my in my growing up, um, they they bought the clothes and the stuff if they had the wear with the means, yeah. um, and they got called posers and things like that. And now I'm going back and I'm checking tape. And I was out of line. I was out of line, and um, big shout out to a little kid he's not a little kid now don't know where you are who i picked on on a ramp in poughkeepsie new york um, i was in a bad place as a kid and um but it, while we're doing this also a big amount of love to roger bagley and to the guys at the nine club rogers the the video you sent me on youtube is worth a lot the second half of it mm -hmm. and to the end um, you hear a guy who's been living kind of in Hollywood, um, just, just the cry of his heart. And, um, I guess that Roger isn't really part of the nine club right now. And that's not what's important. What's yeah. important is that, uh, people stay in the, um, stay in the, in the fray, stay in this bar fight together, stay in here. Um, don't punch your ticket. Um, and also we did wind up touching on a nerve. Um, I mentioned how I developed a small, tiny, tiny sense for how the opioid and opiate thing kicks off. I knew a boy when I was in karate. He was the best. I mean, this, it, it seemed like everything came easy to him. He could do splits both ways without even warming up. He was amazing, gifted, handsome, and he started to fall off and a few years he came back he tried to come back uh, he was maybe 18 or 19 at the time and he was trying to recover his life and he'd been carved out by back then it was opiates like when i was a kid you smoked opium and um i just want to give a, a little bit of love out to anyone who has fallen into that or anyone who deals with that anyone whose relative has come into that I feel like it's really important to get a baseline of, of compassion, even when hard boundaries have to be e even enforced. Mm. Addiction is really complicated and tough. And uh, so is depression. And that's why we podcast. Um, for what it's worth, you know, this, this ain't genius stuff going on here, but it is probably, it's probably, probably smart. It's important. It's important at least. So... Um, I want to thank, uh, life skateboards for being the boards I ride and he does too. How many life skateboards do you have? Uh, four or five. Uh, you are riding the heroin egg. I do have a heroin egg. I just mm -hmm. was in craft craft skate shop and I looked at the heroin eggs, two different sizes. I like the sizes. I like the sharp edge. Um, I, I, you, you flick I like your boards. That. 
Um, you like having the, the razor top for, for that? 20% more flick. That's what they say. Birdhouse came out with that. Oh. And they actually put on there like some 12% or 20% more flick. And I think it argues it's fine. Uh, you really can't have it at the tips, though. It'll chip. It'll chip. Yeah. So when I when I do that in my workshop and do the Captain Lou custom thing, which I'm not doing right now, but it's coming, um, I always bevel the tips. And, oh, Bob Lofton is riding a 9-inch wide heroin double diamond shape. There is a an irony to the fact that we pivoted so quickly from opioid and opiate addiction to our appreciation for the shapes at a company that has branded itself heroin. And I think all of our listeners know that there's a reason for that, that old FOSS has put out many times, mm -hmm. and it's about addiction to skateboarding. And I think there's an aspect to which they recommend that if you uh, were addicted to the drugs, you should swap it for being addicted to going skating. Um, doesn't really gel with where I'm at because I think skateboarding is best when it is least important, when it is what we do to rediscover motion that helps us explore our own soul, yada, yada. I'm a deep guy um, and uh, like that. But yeah, Life Skateboards, thank you for workshop making with your hands the boards I ride and the boards I'm happy to recommend to everyone. Um, they say get a life. I thought of a different slogan for it. I'll have to pull it up because um, I feel like everybody already has a life, but it is really good to get a life. Skateboards, um, maybe enjoy your life. Yeah, enjoy a life. Um, but um, we're going to close out this episode. Jeff, you want to give any shout outs or anything on your first time on the Kamloo podcast? Oh, man, you caught me unaware. I, I, uh, I also would like just you'll get a mulligan next time too. okay well i also uh, i will go ahead and also thank life skateboards uh i got into life skateboards uh from you uh when really I, yeah when i started skating again um i had always eyed some of your boards oh fickle fickle boards oh, i remember this you reached out to me yeah yeah how did i like a real weirdo i just just cold, cold i just slid into your dms like you, you did. don't you don't know me uh, you got you got some stuff you want to sell me? Uh, like I'd always was cool. I'd always eyeball your boards. Uh, I lived in your neighborhood. Uh, I wasn't skating at that time, but every time I would see one, I'm like, man, I'd love to have one of those. And they were always shape boards, um, the ones that I would see that I really wanted. And um, you know, fast forward another, I don't know, however many Decade years or or about yeah. close to that is when I started buying skateboards. And uh, I got a hold of you, and I saw that you were repping for life. So that's right. Uh, I'm like, okay, well that that's gonna be that's gonna be what I want then because and and again, like I knew I wanted shapes, and then I got on Life's website, uh, and oh my gosh, yes. they're, like yeah. you can you can get so many. I mean, obviously, yeah. There's there's there's, there's not cool only cool popsicles. There's, there's not only an egg shape on Life, but I there's know. also a football shape. And uh -huh. the football, the life football is that 90s shape with, well, you have an option. You can have the life concave, you can have the fickle concave, mm -hmm. which I hand carved. Or if you're afraid of concave, you can get the life mellow concave, which we promise won't scare you, right? Um, but um, fun, fun, fun controversies about concave. Yes. Fun. Very fun. Um, more is better until there's too much. 
I haven't discovered too much yet. <laughs> um, so uh, Bob is an accomplished freestyle skater. He'll he'll take uh, issue with accomplished, and he is giving uh, he's giving review material in the comments on Facebook. Always always a joy. I have to check that out. And Bob, I have a Mandy board as well. I don't know which one you have, but I also have a, a heroin Mandy. I've got the uh, uh, I've got a double shovel uh, that's I think nine. Maybe nine and a half. Um, but yeah, those, those are cool boards. They are. They are. Well, we're going to let our listeners go so that we can go. But um, thank you so much for listening to the Captain Lou podcast. We're working on all things sound and video and looking forward to a, just a, a banner year of creating audio and video material that could possibly serve the inspiration and um, growth of skateboarders. Um, and, um, that will be great once they finally determine what makes a skateboarder a skateboarder until then we will just have to be them anyway. So thanks for what it's worth. Captain Lou signing out. Jeff signing out. Right on.